0: Welcome to a special edition of Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. Today, Andrew continues his teaching on who God is and who we are, recorded live from the 2019 Grace and Faith Conference in Telford, England.
1: You need to recognize that you were an absolute mess before Jesus saved you apart from God's influence in your life, you just don't realize how perfect God created us to be.
0: And now, here's Andrew.
1: So last night, I started sharing about who God is. There's a lot of confusion and man, there is so much that I could share on that, that uh, I didn't by any means cover everything at all, but I just gave a brief introduction THAT GOD IS A GOOD GOD. GOD IS NOT THE SOURCE OF YOUR PROBLEMS. AND EVEN IN THE OLD TESTAMENT WHERE YOU SAW THE WRATH OF GOD POURED OUT ON PEOPLE, THAT WAS ONLY TEMPORARY is WHAT GALATIANS CHAPTER 3 SAID, UNTIL THE SEED SHOULD COME, TALKING ABOUT JESUS. AND JESUS HAS SET US FREE FROM THE WRATH OF GOD. ALL OF THE WRATH OF GOD CAME UPON JESUS, AND JESUS BORE YOUR PUNISHMENT, YOUR SICKNESS, YOUR DISEASE, YOUR POVERTY, AND IF YOU CAN RECEIVE THE TRUTH AND BELIEVE, YOU CAN BE FREE FROM EVERYTHING THAT SATAN IS TRYING TO DO IN YOUR LIFE. YOU DO NOT HAVE TO SETTLE FOR LESS THAN GOD'S BEST. AND SO WE WERE TALKING ABOUT THE GOODNESS OF GOD LAST NIGHT. TONIGHT, I'M GOING TO SHARE SOME THINGS THAT uh, MAY NOT BLESS SOME OF YOU. BUT AGAIN, THE TRUTH WILL MAKE YOU FREE. AND I'M GOING TO BE SHARING ABOUT WHO WE ARE WITHOUT CHRIST. And this isn't only prior to salvation. This is also after salvation if you are trusting in yourself. And I tell you, this is not, uh, most people don't agree with this. And I know you guys are awesome. Appreciate you coming out to this conference. You're the cream of the crop. And so God bless you. But many of you do not believe what I'm going to be teaching tonight. And I can prove it by the way you live. I CAN PROVE IT. AND, AND, uh, SO I HOPE THIS RUBS YOU THE WRONG WAY. I HOPE THAT THIS GOES AGAINST YOUR SELFISHNESS AND YOUR SELF-ESTEEM AND YOUR THINKING THAT YOU ARE ABSOLUTELY AWESOME. BECAUSE BEFORE YOU CAN FULLY APPRECIATE WHAT GOD HAS DONE, YOU'VE GOT TO REALIZE THE MESS THAT WE WERE IN. LOOK AT THIS VERSE IN ISAIAH CHAPTER 51, VERSE 1. IT SAYS, HEARKEN TO ME, ye that follow after righteousness. How many of you here are following after righteousness? One. God bless you, Dwayne. Boy, we got our work cut out. Nobody else in here is following after righteousness. This is talking about all of us. Righteousness is just right standing with God. For the believer, it's already an accomplished work and we've got it. But I mean, this ought to be what, uh, you know, floats our boat. This ought to be what it makes us excited is being in right standing with God. So ye that follow after righteousness, hearken unto me, ye that seek the Lord, look unto the rock from which ye are hewn and to the hole of the pit from which ye are digged. This means that we are supposed to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith and see him. And that's what I was talking about last night, who God is and that God is love. But you're also supposed to look to the hole of the pit from which you were digged. You know what? You need to recognize that you were an absolute mess before Jesus saved you. And some of you are thinking, well, I really wasn't that bad. You're in a big mess because you don't realize what happened. You know, over in Luke chapter seven, this is where the woman came and broke the uh, ointment and poured it on Jesus' feet. And people criticized him. Judas criticized him and says, this should have been sold and given to the poor. And it goes on to say, he didn't care about the poor. He was a thief and he wanted the money that was in the bag. Those who criticize people for receiving offerings and and, uh, giving and things like that, you got that Judas complex, the same spirit that was on Judas. You know how that wound up for him. But Jesus said, those that have been forgiven little will love little. Those who have been forgiven much will love much. AND DID YOU KNOW IN THE EYES OF THE WORLD, I LIVED A HOLIER LIFE THAN MOST PEOPLE. YOU'VE HEARD ME SAY THIS BEFORE, BUT I'VE NEVER SAID A WORD OF PROFANITY, NEVER TAKEN A DRINK OF LIQUOR, NEVER SMOKED A CIGARETTE, I'VE NEVER EVEN TASTED COFFEE, AND SOME PEOPLE THINK COFFEE, WELL, THE BIBLE SAYS YOU CAN DRINK ANY DEADLY THING AND IT SHALL NOT HARM YOU, SO YOU GOT A SCRIPTURE TO STAND ON FOR DRINKING COFFEE, I'M JUST SAYING, that I lived a super holy life, but who wants to be the best sinner that ever went to hell? But did you know what? I think I have a greater revelation of God's forgiveness for me than a lot of people do. Not everybody, but a lot of people. And one of the ways that I got that is I was born again when I was eight years old, but when I was 18, I was in a prayer meeting and I was very uh, self-righteous thinking I was better than everybody else. And I was concerned about what everybody was going to think about me. And I don't understand exactly how this happened, why it happened, but God showed up in that prayer meeting about 10 o'clock on a Saturday night and God showed up and I saw the glory of God and I saw his holiness and I saw the righteousness of God and compared to the perfection of God, all of my righteousness was like filthy rags. You know, that's what Isaiah said, and I believe it was Isaiah chapter 64 and verse six, somewhere around there. And did you know that the word filthy rag there, it literally means a menstrual cloth. Your self-righteousness, your goodness is like a menstrual cloth. And I saw the glory of God, and in comparison, I WAS FILTHY AND DIRTY, EVEN THOUGH I LIVED BETTER THAN A LOT OF OTHER PEOPLE, COMPARED TO GOD, MAN, I WAS VILE, AND I THOUGHT GOD WAS GOING TO KILL ME. AND FOR ABOUT AN HOUR AND A HALF, I TURNED MYSELF INSIDE OUT. AND YOU GOT TO REMEMBER, I HADN'T DONE A LOT OF THE THINGS OUTWARDLY, BUT JESUS REVEALED THAT IF YOU LUST IN YOUR HEART, YOU'RE GUILTY OF ADULTERY. IF YOU'VE HATED IN YOUR HEART, YOU'RE GUILTY OF MURDER. And I knew that, and so I just started confessing not only the things I had done, but I started confessing my thoughts, my feelings, and I was naming names, (laughs) amen? I hated this person, and I was naming names, and whatever reputation I had, I blew it. I just, I did everything, and I expected God to kill me, and to my surprise, instead of punishment or rejection, I had a tangible love flow over me for four and a half months. I was caught up in the presence of God and I've never gotten over it and I never intend to get over it. But what I'm saying is I may not have done some of the things other people have done, but I understand my relative unworthiness to God more than most people do. And I understand that I have been forgiven a lot I was headed to hell and there isn't a hell number two or a hell number three. I was going to hell and I knew it. And because of that, that's what jump-started my relationship with God. And I really believe that that's one of the things that has kept me from ever being depressed, discouraged. And I, I get people that criticize me. I'm not saying that, that you're bad if you've been depressed, but I'm just saying that I saw God's love for me and his forgiveness And I knew it had nothing to do with me. It wasn't my goodness. I didn't earn anything from God. I deserved to go to hell. And I saw that. And because of it, I just can't be depressed. I can't be discouraged. There's nothing that could happen to me that even remotely compares to the love and the forgiveness that God has given me. And because I'm focused on that, it just keeps me from going through the valleys and all of these things that so many preach that you have to do. And I'm saying this in love, but if you are up and down like a yo-yo and you're happy one morning and then depressed, it's because you don't really understand what God has done for you. Matter of fact, it says over in Second Peter, he that does these things has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. And I tell you, there's a lot of Christians that do not understand what we've been forgiven of. So what I want to do tonight is to show you the mess that you were in before Jesus came into your life. We're going to look to the pit that you came out of, and it's worse than what you realize. And if you're one of those that think, well, I wasn't so bad. All I needed was just a little bit of help. My life was pretty good, and Jesus was just the icing on the cake. I wonder if you truly got born again. You can't get born again without recognizing that you are a sinner and that you need help. The Word of God is what God has to say about us. Our society today says people are basically good. The Bible says people are basically bad. You at your core, before you were born again, were absolutely a child of the devil and by nature a child of the devil. I'm going to give you some scriptures that show you that. You were headed to hell. You were going to split hell wide open if Jesus hadn't have come and forgiven you. Here in Genesis chapter 6 and in verse 5, it says, And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination, notice every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. THIS WAS 1,656 YEARS AFTER THE FALL OF ADAM. IN 1,600 YEARS, THE HUMAN RACE HAD GOTTEN TO WHERE EVERY THOUGHT OF THEIR HEART WAS ONLY EVIL CONTINUALLY. THERE'S PROBABLY SOME PEOPLE RIGHT HERE THAT THINK, WELL, THAT'S NOT THE WAY IT IS WITH ME. AND YOU KNOW WHAT? IF YOU'RE BORN AGAIN AND IF GOD'S BEEN RENEWING YOU, WELL, THEN THAT'S POSSIBLE. BUT APART FROM GOD'S INFLUENCE IN YOUR LIFE, YOU JUST DON'T REALIZE how perfect God created us to be. We watch murder and adultery and lying and stealing. And I don't know what shows you have over here and I don't really watch that much television in the U.S., but I've heard that they have uh, programs about the survivor and people, every one of them, they get into anger and hate and they yell at each other and they show these things about people dating and every time there's anger. And we use that stuff for entertainment That's evil. God did not endorse any of that stuff. And we have just adopted evil that we don't even realize how bad it is. But God created us to live a lot bigger, a lot better than what most of us are. And whether you realize it or not, many of the thoughts of our heart are evil. And look at the next verse. It says in verse 6, and it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him at his heart. I have never read that verse that I don't say, Father, forgive us. I'm so sorry. God created us to be a pleasure unto him. Revelation chapter four, verse 11, for his pleasure we are and were created. That means the original purpose and still God's purpose is so that he could love you and get pleasure out of you. God loves you the way that a parent loves a child and he wants to see you prosper and be in health that's what it says in 3 John chapter 1, verse 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. It grieves the Lord when He sees you sick. It grieves the Lord when He sees you poor. It grieves God when He sees you depressed and discouraged and all of this stuff. And I guarantee you, this is a terrible scripture that God was so grieved with the way that His creation turned out, it repented Him that He even made man on the earth. But His great love for us, He sent His Son. But you've got to recognize that, man, God didn't look at you and think, oh, you are so awesome. I can't live without you. That's not the way it was. In Ezekiel chapter 16, The Lord talks about how it was when he chose Israel. He says, it wasn't because you were the most beautiful. It wasn't because you were the brightest. He compared it to walking by and seeing a baby that had been born wallowing in its own blood with its navel uncut wallowing in the filth in the dirt and it was caked up and he says that's the way I found you and I took you and I cleaned you up and I did all of these things for you god didn't choose us because we were so awesome god chose us cuz he is awesome god is love you are not lovely and again somebody I I resent that. You resemble that. (laughs) I'm talking about you without God. I'm talking about who you are in just yourself. We are all fallen from what God intended us to be, and God didn't choose us because we are lovely, but because he is love. In Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9, the heart is evil above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? That's what the Bible says about us. On our own, our heart is evil. It's wicked. This isn't talking about just the rapists and the murderers. This is talking about every single person. Because of fear, it says in uh, Psalms chapter 36, verse 1, the transgression of the wicked says that there is no fear of God before his eyes. THE WAY PEOPLE ARE LIVING SAYS THAT THEY DON'T HONOR GOD. THEY DON'T RESPECT GOD. AND IN PROVERBS CHAPTER 16 VERSE 6, IT SAYS, BY MERCY AND TRUTH IS INIQUITY PURGED, AND BY THE FEAR OF GOD, MEN DEPART FROM EVIL. THE FEAR OF GOD CAN CAUSE A DIMINISHING OR A CONTROLLING OF SOME OF THESE THINGS. WE MAY NOT ACT IT OUT, BUT I CAN GUARANTEE YOU, LEFT TO YOURSELF, YOUR HEART, before Christ is evil and desperately wicked. And that is descriptive of every person that has lived upon this planet. There are some people that think, oh no, people are basically good. And if we just gave them enough money, and if we were to take them out of a poverty situation, everybody will be nice to each other. That's not true. I'm going to share some things with you tonight that you've never heard a sermon on before. I can guarantee it. And, uh, I'LL SHOW YOU WHAT YOUR HEART IS CAPABLE OF. LOOK AT THIS OVER IN EPHESIANS CHAPTER TWO. THIS IS THE APOSTLE PAUL SPEAKING. AND IN EPHESIANS CHAPTER TWO, HE SAYS IN VERSE ONE, AND YOU HATH HE QUICKENED WHO WERE DEAD IN TRESPASSES AND SINS. YOU WERE DEAD IN TRESPASSES AND SINS. YOU WEREN'T ON LIFE SUPPORT. YOU WEREN'T JUST SICK. YOU WERE DEAD. DEAD. IN VERSE 2 IT SAYS WHEREIN IN TIME PAST YOU WALKED ACCORDING TO THE COURSE OF THIS WORLD ACCORDING TO THE PRINCE OF THE POWER OF THE AIR THE SPIRIT THAT NOW WORKETH IN THE CHILDREN OF DISOBEDIENCE BEFORE YOU GOT BORN AGAIN YOU HAD A DEMONIC SPIRIT WORKING IN YOU YOU MAY NOT HAVE BEEN WHAT THE BIBLE CALLS POSSESSED BUT YOU WERE INFLUENCED YOU WERE CONTROLLED BY THE DEVIL SELF INTEREST SELF LOVE SELF PROMOTION is demonic. Thank you for that thunderous silence. (laughs) I'm saying things that people don't like and they think, well, I've got to take care of myself. I've got to promote myself. If I don't promote me, who will? God, if you would trust him, you exalting yourself and promoting yourself is not a godly trait. AND YET THERE'S MOST PEOPLE IN HERE. YOU JUST CAN'T TAKE IT IF SOMEBODY SAYS SOMETHING ABOUT YOU. YOU GOT TO DEFEND YOURSELF AND SET THE RECORD STRAIGHT. THE BIBLE SAYS, VENGEANCE IS MINE, THUS SAITH THE LORD, I WILL REPAY. WHEN YOU DEFEND YOURSELF, YOU EXEMPT YOURSELF FROM GOD DEFENDING YOU. MAN, THERE'S A MILLION APPLICATIONS I COULD MAKE TO THIS. HOW MANY TIMES HAVE YOU HAD YOUR MATE SAY SOMETHING ABOUT YOU AND YOU GET IN AND DEFEND YOURSELF. DID YOU KNOW AS LONG AS YOU ARE DEFENDING YOURSELF, GOD WON'T. BUT WHEN YOU SHUT UP AND JUST TURN IT OVER TO THE LORD AND THROW IT OVER ON THE LORD, GOD WILL DEAL WITH YOUR MATE. GOD CAN GET TO YOUR MATE. BUT AS LONG AS YOU ARE SAYING ALL OF THESE THINGS AND REBUKING THEM, GOD CAN'T GET A WORD IN EDGEWISE. AND IF HE WAS TO SPEAK TO THEM, YOU WOULD, THEY WOULD THINK, WELL, THAT'S MY WIFE THAT SAID THIS. THEY WOULDN'T RECOGNIZE IT AS BEING GOD. Man, I got a great example of that, but in the name of Jesus, I'm not going to give it. I got to move on, but man, that is awesome stuff. Just real quickly. Most people believe that when Mary, you know, was told by the angel that she would be pregnant and give birth to the Messiah, that she immediately went and told Joseph about it. There's even songs written about that. But let me just ask you, how in the world are you going to tell your fiance that, look, I'm pregnant, but honest? I haven't been unfaithful. It's the Holy Spirit that gave me. I don't think there was any way to do it. And according to scripture, IN LUKE, WHEN THE LORD APPEARED UNTO MARY, IT SAYS SHE WENT IMMEDIATELY INTO THE HILL COUNTRY TO VISIT ELIZABETH AND FOUND OUT THAT ELIZABETH WAS SIX MONTHS pregnant. ANGEL TOLD HER THAT. GABRIEL TOLD HER THAT. AND SHE WAS WITH ELIZABETH FOR THREE MONTHS UNTIL ELIZABETH GAVE BIRTH TO JOHN. AND THEN SHE CAME BACK. AND YOU HAVE TO PUT uh, LUKE'S ACCOUNT AND MATTHEW'S ACCOUNT TOGETHER. AND IN MATTHEW, IT SAYS THAT SHE WAS FOUND WITH CHILD BY THE HOLY SPIRIT. I DON'T BELIEVE THAT SHE TOLD JOSEPH WHAT HAPPENED, BECAUSE HOW DO YOU EXPLAIN? I'M THE ONLY VIRGIN IN THE WORLD THAT IS EVER GONNA HAVE A CHILD. I BELIEVE SHE DIDN'T SAY ANYTHING. SHE LITERALLY TRUSTED GOD AND DID NOT PROMOTE HERSELF, AND JOSEPH FOUND HER WITH CHILD, AND THEN THE ANGEL OF THE LORD APPEARED UNTO JOSEPH IN A DREAM and told him that what had happened to Mary was of the Lord and even gave the name of Jesus. And because Mary hadn't told him, then he knew that, man, this had to be God. But if Mary would have been telling him all of this stuff and he had had a dream, he probably would have thought, Mary planted those thoughts in my head. I dreamed this because Mary said it. And the fact that the angel told him the same name that he told Mary, what a confirmation it was to them. But I'm telling you, most of us won't let the Holy Spirit say anything that we haven't already said. That's a big problem. Selfishness, self-promotion, self-defense. He says, vengeance is mine, thus saith the Lord. He will repay, but we've been walking according to the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. And in verse three, this is Ephesians 2, 3, among whom we also... ALL HAD OUR CONVERSATION. THIS IS SAYING THAT THIS IS FOR EVERY PERSON IN HERE. WE ALL HAD OUR CONVERSATION IN TIME PAST IN THE LUST OF OUR FLESH, FULFILLING THE DESIRES OF THE FLESH AND OF THE MIND. DID YOU KNOW WHEN YOU JUST FULFILL YOUR LUST, THIS IS NOT THE WAY THAT GOD CREATED US TO BE. AND I SAY THIS IN LOVE, SOME OF YOU AREN'T GOING TO LIKE THIS, BUT, YOU KNOW, IT'S LIKE WHEN YOU PET A CAT AGAINST THE GRAIN AND ALL THEIR HAIR STANDS UP. The way you solve that is not to quit petting, you just turn the cat around and you keep petting. And if what I say rubs you the wrong way, repent, turn around, and it'll go to feeling good.
2: What God is doing, we can't just thank Him enough. We are so grateful. And it all started here, yeah. Thank you.
0: On today's broadcast, you saw an excerpt from Andrew's teaching titled, Who God Is and Who We Are, recorded live from the 2019 Grace and Faith Conference in Telford, England. This four-part teaching is available in a CD or DVD album for a gift of any amount, or on a USB drive for only $30. Also available is the entire 2019 Grace and Faith Conference which includes all four of Andrew's sessions along with teachings from guest speakers Wendell Parr and Dwayne Sheriff. This conference was recorded live in Telford, England and is available in a nine part CD or DVD album for a gift of any amount or on a USB drive for only $49. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get these teachings. We want to say a special thank you to the Grace Partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your gifts make it possible to put free ministry materials into the hands of many people in need. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net.
3: Thanks to the friends and partners of Andrew Womack Ministries, Karis Bible College is raising up countless disciples with the powerful message of God's love and grace. And this message is reaching far beyond the walls of our main campus in Colorado, breaking through language and cultural barriers and transforming the lives of students in Caris campuses across the globe. Campuses like Karis Holland were a culture once buried in dead religion is being set free by the good news of the grace message.
2: Dutch people, they are very religious and they don't know the freedom of the grace message.
1: There's been a, build a lot around
3: the Bible, additional rules and regulations and what you can and cannot do. Andrew Warming Ministries was started in, in the Netherlands already in 2006, 2007, uh, when people found the teachings, the books of Andrew, and started to translate them. And in 2010, they opened uh, this school here in Arden. The school provides a tangible place for Dutch students to come and discover the true nature of God and His unconditional love for them.
2: A lot of students are coming here with emotional issues. And because of going deep into the Word, they change their mind about themselves, about situations they are in. Changing your mind with the Word of God what? That's effortless change, and that's what changes your life. I always say this is the best place to be in all Netherlands. It really changed my perspective of who God is, that He is always loving, always kind, that we already have received everything by grace.
3: Because you are so much in the Word, you become more and more sensitive to the Holy Spirit and what He wants to minister to you.
2: They say, just look for God for yourself and go in the Bible and talk to Him. I didn't know that that was possible. Now I am a child of God. Now he is living in me and now I can bless the people around me. This Bible school is really like you're getting born again because it's all new and fresh and you know it's the truth and the truth will set you free. It's the message of God's word. Doesn't matter what language you speak, what culture you are. It's just the message of the Bible and that's why it is going across languages and cultures, even here in the Netherlands.
3: No matter where you are, the message is the same, and it has the power to change your life. Start your journey at one of our campuses today by visiting our website at charisbiblecollege.org. Bring Charis with you wherever you go with our new Charis app. Free to download, the Keris app allows you to easily access everything Caris Bible College has to offer in one place. Receive exclusive grace content and explore unique Caris features. Watch or listen to archived resources and teachings. Follow along with the Bible reading plan or listen to the audio Bible. The Caris app brings everything in one place. Download your app today.
1: I'D LIKE TO INVITE YOU TO COME TO OUR WOMEN'S ARISE CONFERENCE. IT'S NOVEMBER THE 7TH THROUGH THE 9TH. I'M NOT GOING TO BE THERE, BUT SOME OF MY BEST FRIENDS, CARLY Terades, PASTOR SUE SHERIFF, PASTOR Sherris JOHNSON, AND DOROTHY BROWN. THAT'S JAMES BROWN'S WIFE. I TELL YOU, SHE'S BECOME A GREAT FRIEND. THESE ARE SOME POWERFUL WOMEN. YOU'LL BE BLESSED. IT'S GOING TO BE A GREAT CONFERENCE, NOVEMBER 7TH THROUGH THE 9TH. WOMEN ARISE IN WOODLAND PARK, COLORADO AT OUR Caris FACILITIES.